Welcome to the All Tides Podcast, a space to remind you that there's magic in the water and in each of us. The All Tides Podcast is my venue to share stories and conversations with friends about water as our healer, the importance of protecting what we love, and how time and nature can be both the most important and the easiest mindset work. In chatting with other water babies, I explore and acknowledge the unique currents that brought each of us to and through where we are now, and ultimately inspire one another to unapologetically chase more sunsets or live a life of beauty and adventure on your own terms. Shed the weight of the past, trust the flow of what's for you, and know it's safe and important to thrive in all tides. Hey guys, welcome to episode three of the All Tides podcast. I'm stoked that you're here with me. Truly, I know you have a lot of places to pay your attention, and it feels pretty great to know that you are here listening. And before I get started, I really wish you could see where I'm recording this from right now. Um, Obviously, the last two episodes were super echoey, and I have a feeling this one's still going to be pretty echoey too, but I... uh, I try to get creative, so I'm in a weird place in a strange position. So if you hear me shifting around, (laughs) that's what's happening. So today I'm talking about one of my favorite topics, water as your healer. And this topic comes pretty naturally to me in terms of the desire to want to share about it. And I definitely touched on it briefly in episode one and then touched on it on certain aspects of it again in episode two, but today I'm going to go a little bit deeper into some of the watery metaphors through the lens of mindset work and what's going on for me. For the sake of transparency, because I'm about that, <laughs> I had a different topic outlined for today, but I had the most wonderful massage and a Reiki session with a friend of mine who is a super powerful healer and amazing human here in Milwaukee. And, um, some of the themes that came through in our chat after the session were just so darn aligned that this felt like a no brainer and I should talk about this instead. So again, November 1st, maybe when you're hearing this, but definitely when we're hitting publish on this content is my 33rd birthday. And it's funny because most of the time that I tell anyone that that's the number year for me, they're like, oh, the Jesus year. And I grew up in the Catholic church and I consider myself fairly well-versed in Jesus things, but I had never ever, I had never really put all this together until recently. Um, So scholars think that around the age of 33 was when Jesus was probably arrested and crucified after, you know, starting a spiritual, political, intellectual revolution. AKA, he heard and followed his calling to act on something bigger than himself, obviously. And if you Google the term Jesus year, you'll see a lot about what it means to different people. And the summary is that it's the year that people tend to get serious about life or feel pressure or some sort of calling to um, accomplish something. Some people it's like, pay my bills on time. For other people, it's like a lot bigger than themselves or their original plans. So without knowing about this term, I've been building that feeling over the last couple of months. And I mean, I suppose really that feeling has been building for a lot longer. Um, But the past few months have created this like epic momentum for me. And so I have a hunch 
as to what that, what this upcoming year is, is about in terms of my Jesus year. But I think a lot of it hinges on teaching this concept of water as our healer and, and breaking down all the various ways that it is so that people connect to it, you know, in the, in the lens of their own life. So in my session today, um, some of the biggest terms and principles that came up um, from my, you know, with the Reiki and the massage were this, um, this sense of cleansing, this need for flow and surrender, and finding power in softening. And what's crazy, and really not so crazy, I don't believe in um, irony or, um, I don't know, I, I think synchronicities are there for a reason, but those things have been um, really on my heart for at least the past few weeks, but some of them even longer. Um, my intuition has been hitting me hard with those themes. So um, in addition to those and what I want to talk about today are also um, present living and, um, and obviously just having more fun. I don't know if I'm really going to talk about that. That's obvious, but present living. So let's do this. Um, Truly, each of those topics could have an episode all their own. And for now, I just want to give you a glimpse of what they mean in the context of like healing um, and maybe a little bit about how I'm choosing to interpret them in my next couple steps, years. I don't really know. We'll see how it goes. So first, cleansing and clarity. Um, There's the obvious with this. The water is an important cleansing tool. Um, there's not much washing or, you know, any washing of any kind uh, or clarifying that can be done without it. Um, in that same vein, our bodies can't function if we are not properly hydrated because we're saturated with toxins. We are not cleansed. Um, and this doesn't mean like do detoxes and, you know, all of the those sorts of things. It's literally like drink more water and then your organs can do their job. I mean, obviously if toxins build up, we get sick and life feels like it's really hard. Um, but in terms of mindset, when we're able to rid ourselves of all these things, clouding our view, we're able to see, act and feel more clear. And that's like the most basic thing ever, but it's also one of the easiest shifts you can make. And think of it in like simple terms. If you feel unhealthy in your body or your low energy or just not feeling, you know, like you have any pep in your step, I guarantee, I shouldn't guarantee anything, but I would bet that if you clean up your diet and that's like the simplest thing, that's like the simplest way that I could ever say something like that. It's such a complex topic. But if you're eating garbage, you're probably going to feel like it. If you clean up your diet, you're probably going to feel better. If you're not getting ideas, often you need to declutter your brain or your physical spaces to allow space for, you know, your brain to operate, your creativity to come through. Um, If you feel trapped in a busy schedule, strip it down to one that feels more aligned with you, um, that creates space. And those are really like all for me. They all apply for me. Um but they probably do for you too. They're so basic. Uh, The most important of this for me though is ridding myself of limiting beliefs, negativity, and other like emotional toxins. I am 
a huge believer that we already have the answers. Our intuition is ready to step in and show us the way, but we fog it the fuck up with all this garbage and conditioning that we accumulate over the course of our life. Um, whether that's through, you know, generational societal or other conditioning. And to break this down into an example that is easy for most of us um, to kind of understand, let's use swimming, for example. We come onto Mama Earth knowing how to swim. But as we accept and take on the conditioning of everyone else around us and their behavior and paranoia about us around the water, like panicking around bath time, pools, bodies of water, we are then believing we don't actually know how to swim. And that's like a real thing. If you look up like the science of like babies and swimming and whatnot, they know what to do. It's we create this fear for them. Um, So ultimately, if you can clear out any conditioning or any limited beliefs, you create an opportunity to connect with your intuition. It can come through. It has the answers. You can trust you're already, you can trust that you already know and you have what it takes, whatever the context. While otherwise, we're weighed down and murked up with thoughts to the contrary. Um, that leads us really nicely into our next point, which is surrender and flow. And I feel like a lot of people think of when you hear surrender, like giving up or to stop trying, and it feels almost like cowardly, but plain and simple like how hard is life when we're always trying to go upstream like for fuck's sake we make things so much harder than they need to be but if we were able to just truly accept that perhaps our intuition was helping us connect the dots and flow from one thing to the next that was for us doesn't that just sound like a lot more ease and this is huge for me i'm what the world would call a control freak and i mean let me back up Previously, I was a control freak. I'm trying to strip myself of that identity, but if things aren't going the way I imagine or the way I want them to, I tend to push so hard to make what I want happen. I do struggle against the tide for the metaphor's sake, but let's go into this a little bit. Um, why do people drown or you know, have serious problems and fears of riptides? They get tired from fighting it. You can't go upstream. Well, you can, but it's not going to be fun. There are tides and currents for a reason. We have an option to let the water take us downstream um, to what's for us. And I guess I should also add this little, uh, I don't know what to call this, but you, you do have to have faith in the fact that there's something on your path that is compelling enough for you to follow the flow and your nudges. So that's a big part of this. If you don't have faith that there's something down the line for you, then you're not going to surrender. You're not going to flow. But that's kind of something you need to explore on your own. Like ultimately, can you have faith in that? Can you have trust in a grander plan than your own control? (laughs) Um, But ultimately, if you can surrender, it's likely such a catalyst for change. Once you're open to change and trust, life starts to look a lot less like the fear-based emotions that we're so prone to, which are the 24-7 stress states and elevated weird like stress hormones um, and all the health issues that come with that, anxiety, depression, you name it, fear is at the root of it all. And it's likely often just a sense of lack of control. And when you realize it was never the point to control it, you do feel better. 
For another wave metaphor, and this is like me all the time, when you get thrown into a wave, you can choose whether to fight it or you can soften and trust that you're going to come up on the other side. And I tend to fight first, always. Um, And thankfully, I usually at some point (laughs) remember that I can hold my breath long enough to come out on the other side, that the wave will eventually dissolve. And that's my opportunity to take action, like get the hell out, like onto the shore or learn for once um, and for all not to turn my back on breaking waves. And truly that's like literally things that happen to me in the water, but also in my life. So think of an example that that's like true for you. There's probably something in your life that you're, you're letting, you know, drive you crazy and stir you around. Um, but is there somewhere you can just like soften and take a breath and just know that you can come out on the side, other side without driving yourself crazy or just being in that fear state. So let the water teach you what it needs to be soft Realize you don't have to fight and actually surrendering your control will work for you. And as I mentioned that, um, a bit of like just there about being soft, that's my next point. The, the actual power in being soft or flexible and allowing. And this is what people often call like the feminine qualities. And everyone has feminine qualities, not just a single gender Um, we all have this and, um, it's often in just like borrowing these different qualities of both masculine and feminine, um, at different times to truly like, I don't know, maximize your existence. Um, but think of the power of water. It's this soft essence yet it has this insane ability to create. It just has all this insane power in its ability to ebb and flow and in its ability to build momentum and allow others to influence it like the sun and moon's gravitational pull, a boat cruising through it, temperature changes, wind, whatever. It receives added power through that. And we've all seen what a massive influx of water can do. And it's through its softness and willingness to change that it achieves this impact. So There's a balance of strength and vulnerability or more so strength by vulnerability. And that's kind of epic. So point four, present living. And this one is huge and highly worthy of its own podcast. If you didn't notice, I just took like a massive sigh there because this is a tricky one for me. Um, Someone has probably already like created an entire podcast about this and that's for good reason. Um, basically in most cases you can't be near the water or in nature and be distracted and like out of the moment, or you're going to either have a problem, uh, put yourself in danger or miss a miracle or like miss the whole point of being there. Nature is here to teach us to get into our senses, to snap out of our heads out of the clouds, our thoughts, our problems, and to truly like experience these tangible elements at hand. And that's the same situation for our life. If we're somewhere else in our living, um, so like in the past or the future, we're, we're missing the entire point. We can't do anything in the past or the future, but we can do anything in the present moment in right now we can create, feel, do whatever you get the picture. 
But for me, I'm a future tripper. So this one is something I'm constantly working on. And it is a part of the reason why time in nature daily is so important to me. It is like a tried and true snap me back into the moment uh, remedy. So highly recommend. Um, And then my last point, point five, um, is the obvious blue mind concept that I touched on in episode two. And again, blue mind is defined as a mildly meditative state characterized by calm, peace, unity, and a sense of general happiness and satisfaction with life in the moment. And we will go back to this another time or like a lot of times, but the benefits of that state are our literal healer, not just a metaphorical one. And for me, there's evidence every single time I experience it. When I go without my hit of water um, and getting back to that blue mind state for too long, it's, it's truly just not pretty. Enough said. So to apply all of that to what I'm going through right now, <laughs> as I mentioned above, I am controlling in a lot of ways. So this is one thing that I'm looking forward to being much more intentional about. No one ever accused me of being lazy or taking shortcuts, but what that's also done for me is just so much pushing and efforting, often met with not honestly, just like not a lot of improvement or progress. Um, This is like the classic like hamster wheel situation. And the more I don't get in terms of results, the harder I often push instead of softening surrendering or waiting for my path to be clear or waiting for that, you know, hit of clarity or knowing. Um, so yeah, I get stuff done. And there's this Lucille Ball quote that, um, my dad (laughs) always reminds me of, and it's, if you want something done, ask a busy person to do it because it's so true when you're in the energy of that, like striving and pushing, you do accomplish a ton of shit. And that is truly the story of my life. But the impact of that might not be what you want it to be. And for me, it's just like not enjoyable. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of life that you end up missing when you're so busy, just like go, go, go doing, doing, doing. Um, and when I'm in that cycle of non-flow, it's so effing brutal, but That kind of productivity and like epic burst of energy is not to be confused with like the flow state, intense productivity or inspiration. If you're surrendered and allowing and you get a hit of inspiration and often inspiration is your intuition speaking through um, and it's demanding that you do go wild and you are super productive and you really work hard on something, then you by all means should go wild. Um, (laughs) There's this awesome Allen's, Allen Ginsberg quote. That's the perfect way to put this, um, which is like truly what happens when you do access that surrendered flow and you're getting into an empowered place that only can come if you're open and receiving and present. And the quote is moderately inappropriate, but it's, if the muse comes to your bedside, don't tell her you'll fuck her later. It's so good. (laughs) And don't try to tell me that you don't know what I mean by that inspired flow. Like I truly live for those moments where like, it feels like all the stars are aligning. You're in the, you're in the right place at the right time. And you can just take all of this inspired action and you feel like you're collapsing time and moving to next levels and everything feels so good. 
So for me, thinking both in terms of water metaphors and real life water situations tends to spin me into this like hugely inspired spiral of desire to like save the water. (laughs) I think about these lessons and how when you're in or near the water and you're learning all of this firsthand, it's so much easier to teach yourself or someone else that lesson. Nature truly is our greatest teacher and healer and we can't, and many of us don't, so that's amazing, take this for granted. If you love your water, whatever that is, the lakes, rivers, streams, oceans, you know, whatever that you enjoy for all the bazillions of benefits you experience, there's really like no time like now to connect with it, celebrate it, and support it. Um, Wallace J. Nichols created, he's the author of Blue Mind. Um, he created a list of Blue Mind talking points that I will link to. Um, But there's one that says, realization of the full range and potential magnitude of ecological, economic, physical, intrinsic, and emotional values of wild places requires us to understand, appreciate, maintain, and improve the integrity and purity of one of our most vital of medicines, water. So there's my shameless protect what you love pitch to close this out and I have to share it because as I embrace all that the water is teaching me and how it's healing me, and by me, I mean us, it feels like my Jesus year mission to to get you to create a spiritual and emotional connection to the water. So if it flows as such, guiding me to clear space for it and surrender and soften and bear my water-loving soul to get there, I am here for it. Okay, that's all for episode three of the All Tides podcast. Thank you again for sticking with me, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you soon.